Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Group A, Switzerland. Today we're looking at Group A and we're talking about Switzerland, so we're travelling to Zurich to talk with Thomas Schiffele. Thomas is the sports editor of Targa's Anzeiger, the German language daily paper in Zurich, and he's one of Switzerland's leading football journalists. He won't mind me saying that he's been around for a few years and has reported on many different Swiss teams. From the side that qualified for the World Cup in 94 and revived under Roy Hodgson, right up to the current day and the multinational, multi-ethnic side that has qualified for the Euros this summer. I think it's interesting to get that sort of perspective because Switzerland is changing as a country and the national side reflects those changes. The current team features a number of players with heritage in the former Yugoslavia. Guys like Captain Granit Xhaka, attackers like Jerdan Shakiri. You know, their families fled the civil war in Yugoslavia in the early 90s and they ended up making a new life for themselves in Switzerland, in a new country. And there's an ongoing debate in Switzerland about national identity and the national team because of the dual heritage of many of the team's key players. So talking about international football in Switzerland is a complex issue, not least because of the multiple language situation as well. Perhaps that explains why Roy Hodgson, an outsider, was such a popular figure during his time as national coach. But there's lots to discuss with Thomas, and he's close to the national coach and the players, and he's got some interesting things to say about Switzerland and their preparations for the Euros this summer. So grab a glass of fruit brandy. I'm going to give Absinthe, the Swiss national drink, a miss, but stick in your headphones and find out all about Switzerland with Thomas Schiffer. So I'm here talking to Thomas Schifele about the Swiss national team. Thomas, thanks so much um, for talking with me. It's great to speak to you. Switzerland qualified for the Euros from quite a tough group uh, with, with Denmark and the Republic of Ireland. And then more recently, the Nations League was a tough group with Germany and Spain. And the results were mixed. Mm-hmm. Where where are Switzerland at the moment? Where, how how is the team doing? Do you think that is very difficult a, a question because it's not that easy to answer it. There are there are mixed opinions. When you speak with the coach with Vladimir Pikovic, when you hear Granit Xhaka, the new captain, talking, then you could have the impression that Switzerland has become closer to the world's top. I am. I have a different opinion, and I have recently um, a lengthy talk with uh, with uh, with Vladimir Petkovic about that. And um, 
he thinks they have become closer to the best to the best of the world because they play them. And I have so the, the statistical view, as simple as journalists sometimes are. <laughs> uh, two years ago, they were in the FIFA ranking uh, on position eight. So that was the end of the year and uh, 2018. Also, they have um, beaten Belgium in a, in, a, in, a, in a fantastic game with a fantastic performance, 5-2. And now they are uh, on position 15. They have, also that is, that is the philosophy of, of Vladimir Petkovic. He wants to bring his team further forward. Also, um, he wants to, to play in a, a Pep Guardiola style when you that, that he wants that the goalkeeper starts the attack and to build from the goalkeeper they had some good moments in with this uh, kind of football for example when they scored against Spain at home it was a fantastic goal they started with Jan Sommer it was a really vertical football but on the other hand you see the danger you see the risk with this kind of football and there was in Spain, away from home, when Jan Sommer tried to start the attack with a pass to Granichaka, Granichaka slipped a little bit outside of the penalty box, and Spain scored. I am not a, not such a not a fan of this kind of football sometimes because when you over overplay it, when you need 500 passes to to arrive at at the halfway line, then it's it's a little bit boring. But when you play it like um, Liverpool plays it in on the good days, then it's fantastic to see it. What I have to admit is that that Petkovic is a coach who tries to to risk something. He wants to give his team a clear philosophy. He continues his way, even the results when the results are not that good. Yeah. And he wants to do it away from home. If the, if the opponent is called uh, Ukrainian or Spain or Germany, that doesn't matter for him. Yeah. And that is what, uh, what uh, is his, that is his case and that is, and he, he stands to it. And that's what I have to admit, that, is a, that, is a, that shows his character. It's interesting that you talk about wanting to play like Guardiola with a you know, possession football. To play that way, you need good footballers. Yeah. Is, is he changing the team by trying to bring in new footballers? Because after the World Cup, there were players that, that left the team. Licksteiner retired. Beram, there was this dispute with Berami, uh, Zemali, uh, Gelson Fernandez. They left and he's tried to bring in new players. Is that because of the way he wants to play now? He's trying to bring in different types of players or is it just is it just a generational thing that young younger players have to come in because the older it's, players are retiring yeah that is a generational generation thing and um, of course when you talk to him he would say I have always tried to play that way but now he has you could see it in the Nations League and he could do it there because the Nations League is not an uh, a very, very important uh, uh, competition is less important than um, a Euro tournament or a qualification for the World Cup, for the next World Cup. Uh, but he said, also for, for in his eyes, he, tries, he has always tried to play that way. I couldn't see it that clearly. And as an example, in, 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 in Ukraine, 
when they started to the Nations League, to the North Nations League, they attacked the opponent in the opposite penalty box. And that also, when they started, the, 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 when they started their uh, attack, when they had the ball, they attacked them in the, in, in the penalty box. And that was new. And that was new. And that Liechtenstein retired, okay, 36. Johan Churu in the 30s, Cemaili in the 30s, Berami in the 30s, Fernandes in the 30s. Yes, yeah. Sometimes you need you need to change. And it was only one player who didn't um, who had problems to accept that there is a change. That was Walon Berami. Yeah, yeah. That was a, yeah. that was also a, a problem in communication between them. Yeah, but then he was the only one. It, it, it's interesting that you you, they, you talk about communication because I I saw a story and it's it's very interesting for me that there were questions about Petkovic after the World Cup. And the disappointing World Cup, but since then he signed a new contract. Yeah, and and when he signed the contract, he I, I saw a, a statement from him where he he promised to be more open with the media and the public. <laughs> that that's right. You, you don't get that very often with coaches admitting that they had a, a problem. Was that was it a problem with the with the media and the it, public? It, it was it, it was a problem. It was a problem because what went on in in, in Russia around this game against Serbia. It was a very, very, very emotional game. And I follow this Swiss team since 30 years. And I have seldom seen such emotions around the game. And the emotions started many weeks before. <laughs> Players like Sheridan Shakiri, like Ronnie Chaka, like Wallon Berami, they got messages from, from Serbia that um, also hate messages from Serbia. And before the game, before the game, the, the atmosphere in the stadium uh, in Kaliningrad, that was really intense. And there were some Serbian people with um, shirts with, um, with a face of a, of a war general, Mladic, if I'm not wrong. Um, they, showed, they showed this gesture, three fingers. And uh, Lichtsteiner told me afterwards, he has asked uh, his colleagues, what, what, what do they show? Do they think they win 3-0 against us? And then the other players uh, from the Balkan, they have had to explain to him that is a war gesture. That is a war greeting, his three fingers. And then you could feel what, is, what, is, what it's all about. But the point was that the Swiss team inside, they tried to avoid the discussions around this game or about this game because all these players like Jemaili, like Perami, Shakiri, they had the Balkan background, Albanian background. And, they were, and it, was, it was not from the side from the Albanians to make a fuss about it. It was from the side from the Serbs. And once more, the Swiss federation, the Swiss delegation, they didn't want to speak about it. And Vladimir Petkovic, he's, himself is from the Balkan, he has Bosnian, in Bosnian background. He grew up in, in, in Sarajevo and he avoided any discussion in public about that. And that was maybe a mistake. And the, the players were completely heated. <laughs> If I can say so, they were they were 
they were over emotional. Mm. You could see that in the game when with Shaka when he scored and made this uh, double, this double eagle. <laughs> uh, Shakiri made the same afterwards after his goal, and uh, and Lichtenstein, who was the captain at that time, he um, he tried to do it as well. <laughs> and he told me that he has tried first yet to look how that how that works because, because he had because no idea how to do it. This eagle symbol is the two hands together, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the symbol from it's the eagle from, from Albania, the Albanian yeah. flag. Yeah, it's from the Albanian flag, and that started the emotional discussion in Switzerland about identification. And um, there were also newspapers. Uh, who uh, who um, criticize the players? They are daft and stupid and dull and uh, yeah, not dull but stupid and daft. And um, also, Bobby Robson would have said daft like a brush when it would have been. Even afterwards, Pekovic avoided the discussion. He, he he didn't want to speak about that. He said. His opinion is always, I don't speak about politics, I speak only about football. But he would be perfect, he's intellectual enough to do that, to explain what's inside of a player in such a, in such a moment, in such a game, when you are from Albania and you are booed and safely by the, by, the, uh, by, the, uh, by the opponent fans and insulted, insulted, I have to say, really insulted. When you when you know the, the the culture, when you know what 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 the pressure is on these players in this in these countries, it's it's immense, and that was a real problem in in communication. And afterwards, no one wanted to take the responsibility for this failure in communication. And then uh, these discussions about these uh, incidents went on and on and on for several weeks and months and. Uh, then in, in, in the newspapers, we asked the coach to be more open. You know, Vladimir Petrovic is um, really an intelligent guy. But in the first years, he was really mistrustful. Everywhere he saw an enemy. In behind every question, he saw something, ah, that could be against me. It was not the case. He had the problem with this in, in the beginning when he was a successor of Ottmar Hitzfeld. Otmar Hitzfeld, of course, in Switzerland, he's, um, he's something special. He's, he was, it, it's, it's immense that a small country like Switzerland can have a coach of his renome. And, and, and Petkovic said in the beginning, ah, there was Otmar Hitzfeld, and now who is, who is coming? That was his, asked this question himself, and, um, and he saw him smaller than he is. Yeah. And that... It had a lot of to do with, 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 his, with his behavior to be mistrustful. And um, when um, one year after the World Cup, uh, when it was in the, in the autumn of 2019, that was the time that the Federation had to decide, want we to extend the contract with Vladimir Petkovic or want we to end it, want we to have a new coach? And there was something that happened, something interesting. Uh, there were the game in, in, in Denmark, in Copenhagen. And at that time, four newspapers, four newspapers who had the same story. All the four newspapers asked the same question. Can we 
continue with Vladimir Petkovic. And I wrote that he has to be that he has to be open to the public, that he has to be open to the journalists. You know, we are not enemies. We are critics, of course. We, that is that is our job, but we are not enemies. We are not against the person, the, 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 the man Vladimir Petkovic. We criticize only the coach Vladimir Petkovic. And then he saw an, um, that four newspapers at the day at uh, of, of an important game uh, write the same story. He thought that is a campaign that these newspapers, they have spoken together, they have created something, they want me out. Mm-hmm. And the new director of the national team, Pierluigi Dami, he knew, he, he's, an, he's also a clever guy, he knew that Petkovic had, had, had to change his, his, his attitude towards the journalists, that he has to be more open. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a really... A really important point in the in the negotiations with with Petkovic in the in the discussions between Federation and Petkovic that he has to be yeah that he has to be more open. And how how is he with his players? Because the relations with the media have been difficult, maybe. But with the players, presumably he's he has a good relationship. Although in the qualifiers, um, Jordan Shakiri missed quite a few games because of his mm-hmm. situation at Liverpool. How is he with, with Shakiri and, and Shaka? Is the relationship good? Um, do they feel that they can play for him? You know, with, with Shakiri, that, that was also so a point of not very successful communication because Petkovic gave us some signs that... Um, Sheridan has a mental problem and therefore he couldn't play for for Switzerland. Mental problem because um, he didn't play at that time very often with with Liverpool or the for Liverpool. That the director of the national team had to convince Petkovic that they should go to Liverpool and to speak directly with with Shakiri to to discuss what is really the problem for for Sheridan. Is he really behind? Does he want to play for the national team? Is there any problem? And that was also a question of communication. Petkovic should go more out, that he should go more to the stadiums, that he should go more to see games in Switzerland. Of course, we have not a lot of international players who play in our home league, but it's, it's also a sign of a coach go to the clubs to show as a national coach, I am interested in what you're doing. And that was also a point that was important for the Federation that he goes into the small stadiums in Switzerland. But to your question, back to your question, also with Granit, he has an excellent, an excellent uh, relation. And we shared on that is, that is perfectly repaired. Also that they are, they are because these two players are most important for this team. Mm-hmm. Granit as a leader and 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 Sheridan because he's the he's the only player we have who can make a difference to any I, opponent. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the, the tactics and the options yep. that he has. Let's just take a quick break. Right, back talking to Thomas. Um I wanted to talk about the tactics because Shakiri, we talked about Shakiri and, and, and Xhaka as the key players, and you mentioned that 
he wants to play like Guardiola, plays this possession game. He's mostly plays with three defenders, the three, five, yeah. two. Sometimes he plays with the back four, but is it is it safe to say that the back three is the is the backbone of the team? That's how he, he sets the team up? Sometimes yeah, in games he, has, he seems to change to a four. Yeah, to play with three at the back, that is his... That is his objective since the beginning. When he started in 2014, he, he wanted to introduce that. And, and now it's it's very well adapted and it's accepted by the players to play with three at the back. You can play this kind of football because you have, with Jan Sommer, you have a goalkeeper who is per, nearly perfect with the ball. Also at, at his, not at his hands, but at the feet as well. So he can, he can, he can start an attack. Also he's a really good football player, like like uh, for example Alisson or uh, Ederson or, or or Manuel Neuer. And um, so he can do that. Then you have you have player like Fabian Scher in the center of the defense, who is fantastic with his diagonal passes. Then you have in midfield, then it comes to Granny Chaka. Of course, sometimes in, in England, he's, <laughs> he has some, he has his critics. Sometimes yeah. in my eyes, they are over-exaggerated, but exaggerated, but um, yeah, yeah, that's that's England. That's not, that's, and he can, he can live with that and he can handle it. Well, since he's officially the captain, he has grown. He has always been a player who wants to take responsibility. Even when he came into the a 17, 18 year old with FC Basel, he wanted to be he wanted to be the chef on the on the on the on the on the pitch. And 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 now since he's captain, without him, that's a completely different team. Switzerland can they can afford to, to be without Chair, they can afford to be without Jan Sommer. But they can't afford they can't afford to be without without Chaka. That is that is one hundred percent sure. And then you have you have shared on I've said it before. He has this kind of quality no one else had has in Switzerland. He has so a fantastic left foot, and he can shoot and he can dribble and he can pass. and he can he can really make the difference to uh, to an opponent. And therefore, it was um, maybe a, a problem. Sometimes when he had to play it on the right wing, his best position is in the center. Yeah. Behind behind the striker. Because he can there, he has the, the, the he has the place to express himself. And will there be do you think one striker or two strikers in the in the formation? Because there's Seferovic as as still the first choice. And Bo, is Bolo's coming back to fitness. There's a few few options. Yep. In the, in the Nations League, he had then the, the, the best moments they had when they played with two strikers. Seferovic, Gavranovic, or Seferovic and Embolo, and then behind them, Shakiri. That is, that is this in the moment, that is the, uh, the, the, the favorite system or organization, or however you want to say it, uh, for, for, for Petkovic and for this team. And Seferovic is also a striker who likes to have a second striker beside him mm. and not all the concentration is on him and all the pressure of the defender is on him that he can rely on a on a on a on a mate on a teammate yeah and is is there a worry that he is now 
his age is 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 against him that he's no. younger legs no, no 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 because he's a seferovic is not maybe not the uh, the, the the greatest football player when when it's it's about to handle the ball but he's a really really fighter he's a competitor and he he runs 90 minutes and therefore mm. he's that important and uh, there is that the age is not a problem is he and and going back to midfield remo yeah. remo Freuler scored a fantastic goal um, against Spain in, in the Nations yeah. League. He, he seems to have really developed as a footballer while playing at Atalanta. Is, yeah. is, is he now an important figure? Because Xhaka obviously has the, the personality and the, the strength of, as the captain, but Freuler is, is a, seems to be a key figure in midfield. It's a very interesting person, this Remo Freuler, because he was always underrated in, when he played in Switzerland. And everyone was surprised when a club like Atalanta Bergamo catched him a few years ago. And Freuler is not a player who brings you in the eyes immediately when you see him play. You don't see him in the sunlight. He doesn't need the sunlight to express. And he, mm. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a fantastic, he's a fantastic worker, a fighter. And um, yeah, yes, he has... He has he has made a an huge step in in the last let's say two years mm. with with Atalanta, and he's um he's a very good lieutenant to to the general Xhaka. And there is another one who had uh, injury problems that is Denis Takaria from Borussia Mönchengladbach. It will be interesting to see what Petkovic will do when both are fit. Does he choose Zakaria, who is was a fantastic physical had fantastic physical conditions, and or Freuler. That will be that will be interesting. And what about the, the young players, the younger players who've come in since the World Cup? Are, are there any players that have done well in your your eyes, or are there have there been some some concerns that positions have not been filled? There is Kevin Mbappé from Wolfsburg, who is. Who started as the favorite to succeed uh, to uh, to follow to to Lichtsteiner. Bob had injury problems as well, and then he came um, uh, Silvan Witten from FC Basel, and uh, he made it very uh, surprisingly good. <laughs> then you have a, a real young central defender, Bechir Omeragic from FC Zurich. He's uh, 18 years old, becomes 19. And he has really matured in the in the last months. So in this in this uh, in this season, he has really matured. I say I would be surprised if he wouldn't be a first choice defender in let's say two years. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Then all the younger players. The biggest problem is uh, to find a goal scorer. We don't have a we don't have a, a Harry Kane. You can rely on that is. That is a lack in this in this team. And um, Braille Imbolo, he has a, a good body. He has a strength. And he's also one pl- player who can run for 90 minutes, and he does it. Sometimes he runs away when the police comes in uh, in a, to stop a party, an illegal one during this uh, COVID times. Uh, he was seen on the roof of a, a block of yeah. uh, apartments, yeah, yeah running yeah. away from a party. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he tried to and he tried to uh, hide himself in the boss rope, a uh, boss uh, tube. Uh, that was yeah. It's a funny. On the one side, you have to laugh how how stupid you can be, and on the other side, it's it's complete nonsense to behave that way in during this during these times as a as a professional player in 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 the Bundesliga. Normally, normally he's a nice bloke and uh, and he gives everything for the team, but he's not also not the best goal scorer. Also, that will be the, the the main that is the main topic. Where can we find the goals? Yeah, and yeah. the goal scorer. I'd like to talk a little bit more about the Bundesliga actually, um, and and yep. the, the way the players are playing in in the Bundesliga. Let's just take a quick break. All right, back talking uh, with with them with Thomas about Switzerland. Most of the first team, most of the key players, I mean, okay, you have Shakiri and Xhaka in England, but most players have always played in, in the Bundesliga. Is it still fair to say that, that German football is the biggest influence on, on Swiss football? That the Bundesliga is the Bundesliga is the main ambition for young players leaving leaving Switzerland? It's the easiest way for Swiss players to adapt in 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 a, in a foreign country because it's that close. It's the same language. You know the culture. You know everything since since you are a boy. And uh, and Bundesliga has is of course uh, some plays their share played in the, in the Bundesliga. Um, Rodriguez played in the Bundesliga. And Babus plays there. Uh, Elvedi, Nico Elvedi who is another young defender from plays in the Bundesliga. You can go from back to up front. It's co- absolutely correct what you said, what you have said. It's the Bundesliga has, the, has a, the biggest influence on this national team. But you now have a squad of players that's probably in Europe the most multinational. In in England we have players with heritage in the Caribbean. But it's never a big issue that the fact that they they, they were born overseas. But you now have a, a yeah. generation in Switzerland with with families in Croatia, Albania, Bosnia, Kosovo, Turkey, Spain, Cameroon, Cape Verde. Are players conscious that it, it is a they come from many different backgrounds? And is it a, is a is it an important thing in Switzerland that you have this multinational team? It's always then important when it doesn't go well (laughs) (laughs) when you have (laughs) when you have uh, this uh, kind of games uh, like this team had two years or two and a half years ago in Russia against Serbia then it's always a topic then people with the right wing attitude uh, they then come then they come out from their ambush and then they 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 start the discussions about identifications and then they start to question: Is there enough identification from players from the Balkan with the with the Swiss team? And they, these are absolutely stupid discussions because look at the record, the track record from Shakiri and Shaka, for example. They had mm-hmm. together they have 160 games for Switzerland and scored nearly 40 goals. You had you had Berami who had has made six tournaments for Switzerland. What 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 is the problem? What is the problem? We have we are a small country. We are a country of immigrants. We have always been. And 25, 26 years ago, you know we had they came the first there were the Italians. They came into the national team. Like Jerry Arcus Forza, the goalkeeper Marco Boscolo, for example. Then 
there was some Spain from Spain. Then it started to come the Balkans, the people from the Balkan. It's it's our it's the, it's the story. It's the history of our country. And now you can see there will be another generation. There will be the generation from from Africa. As you could nearly build a team with uh, eleven players who have an African background, and the best team in Switzerland, the young boys from Bern, they rely really much, very much on players from this, this background. And no one is questioning it. Within the team, there is no problem. They accept them. Everyone accepts the other one. There is no question, are you from the Balkan? Are you from Africa? Are you from South America? No. They are players who, try, who wants to play together that's that's absolutely that's everything you mentioned young boys um as the team who are most dominant in in swiss football at the moment a few years ago fc basel with a with a dominant team in 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 switzerland and and played in european competitions um and it's gone wrong for basel in recent years quite quite spectacularly and young boys have come along has that affected the national team? Because Basel used to supply quite a few players for the national team. There don't seem to be as many players from young boys in the national side. Is that yeah. is that fair to say? That's absolutely correct. Yes, when you see this actual Swiss team, then you have Sommer, Cher, Shaka, Shakiri, Embolo. There was surely one or two more play who played for for Basel. That is because Basel was for for eight years, they were eight years in a in a row, they were the champion. They dominated everything with their money, with the quality they had, with the money from from European competitions above all. And that is that is the, the difference now that it has become more difficult, much more difficult for a Swiss team to come into the Champions League. The next Swiss champion who could be young boys Bayern again, uh, has to make three qualification rounds to be in the group stage of the of the national uh, Champions League. And that has an effect on the on on the on the players. And um the, the point is as well that um the, the, the most important players from young boys are are foreign players. And yeah. then it's the problem to to choose them for, for the national team. Okay, the leader of this group is Fabian Lustenberger. He came back from from the German Bundesliga, but he is too old to be an, an um, to uh, be a candidate for for the national team. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, just lastly, um, Thomas, I wanted to to get a, a prediction from you for Switzerland for the for the Euros. It's a it's a reasonable group, I think. With it- Italy will be the favourites in the group, you would imagine, and then Wales and Turkey. But Switzerland must be pretty confident about making it through that group into the into the round of sixteen. You would you would hope. Um, yeah, it's. I would say it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult group mm. because Italy becomes stronger and stronger. Um, they have some really good young players, younger players. Then you have Turkey as a. When you when you when we have a normal euro in two in, in two uh, countries and uh, with with uh, fans in the stadiums, when you play Turkey in Baku, 
that is very difficult because Turkey is very close to, to Baku. And then you have Wales, of course, Wales is um, maybe underestimated in, in, in Switzerland, but I would never underestimate a British, a British team or British players with their fighting spirit. Of course, the players, they have the ambition and they have the self-belief that they can make it to the round of the last 16. Because they have, since many, many years, they have one dream to reach this, I don't say it exactly, uh, F, with the F word, quarterfinals. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's their dream. Yeah. They were really close in the last, um, in the last three tournaments. 2014, they uh, lost in, after 118 minutes against Argentina after a really good battle. Then uh, 2016 in France, they lost the penalty shootout when Shaka uh, missed his penalty. And then in Russia, it was, it was a poor performance against a very boring Swedish side. And uh, therefore we were, as in Switzerland, this, yeah, it was really, the critics were, were, were strong, but that was also the influence on that, what happened some days before against Serbia, the, 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 the team was has lost his yeah, little bit of the of the mental strength because they were they were empty a lot of empty heads of all these emotions around this Serbia game, and therefore therefore they dream about this um, they dream about this quarterfinal, and of course they can make it they have the quality to do it that's also that's that is for sure but they have to play three times at their best. Yeah, Thomas, uh, it's been fantastic to speak with you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I hope you have understood it, what I wanted to say. No, completely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for your calling. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it and you want to find out more, there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.